Howdy folks, and thank you for joining us in this cozy little corner of the gaming universe known as Joystick and Mouse, a place for video game news and reviews. I'm Don, I go by Diddy in the gaming community, and of course, as always, my co-host Jay Dimes is here with me tonight. What's up, people? Uh, we give you episode, oh, what the episode is, 166, and today is September 18th, 2023, or a little... A week later because i was a little bit under the weather last week and so we decided to put it off so without further ado let's dive into today's gaming journey hey next like next year like early no i guess mid next year we will uh we'll be at 200 episodes we will we'll we'll have to come up with something special uh, yeah something fun Something fun. Maybe maybe we'll get Alex to come back for <laughs> our 200th or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, today we're going to focus a bit on the business side of the video game video game world uh, with a small detour into the world of Will They Ever Learn uh, with a dash of Back to the Future for Xbox. So let's get into it. So how are you, my friend? I am well. How about yourself? I am well. This is the podcast of the 2-0 NFL teams. If your team is not 2-0, you are not allowed to be on the podcast tonight. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's right. I watched the Dolphins last night. They're looking pretty good. Uh, last night was, was, was one of those they should have been up by 30, and it shouldn't have been as mm. close as it was. Um, but they did prevail. Um, the did thing, you watch the pivot episode with your uh, head coach? I did not. I haven't seen that yet. It's on it's my really good. list of stuff to watch. He was hilarious last night when he was coming off the field at halftime. And he just started to sprint. Yes, it would. It, so she she asked him uh, what he was doing. It's something about the game because no, I'm not doing anything. They're all doing it. There's players That's are right. doing He's it. Like, all. It ain't got nothing to do with me. They're doing it. That's listen, more coaches should speak like they that. Were. It about was their really teams. funny. And then he goes to leave the field and he notices the guy with the big you know, you guys have all seen the camera, the guy carrying the camera that walks along with you as they're walking off. Mm -hmm. He like looks at him and they like start to sprint and see if we catch up with them. You know, that was the thing I was unsure of. I didn't know who he looked at. I thought maybe it was like one of the other coaches or something. No, it was the guy with the camera and he was like, but can I, you yeah. keep up? <laughs> I never saw who he was, uh, who he was looking at. Yeah. The guys, the guys on the broadcast were laughing, <laughs> laughing at him afterwards. They said it was hilarious. <laughs> Listen, let me tell you. So I stayed up Saturday night into Sunday morning watching that Colorado Colorado State game. Oh yeah. I couldn't stay up. I couldn't no, I couldn't stay up. I paid for it. I'm still paying for it. Yeah. But uh, it was a great game. Yeah, I gosh, hey. Um Prime's got him got him playing, he's, doesn't he's he? He's got him going. I feel bad for that kid. He they said he's out for three weeks with a lacerated liver. Yeah. Jeez. I I was I was really surprised that they didn't throw that guy out. I and I am I was surprised that he didn't get suspended. We've seen a lot by of the conference or the 
NCAA. Yeah, we've seen a lot of the last first couple of weeks too. It's been they've really cracked down on hitting people. That was with the helmet. Yes, that was egregious. I was like last night. You see the hit on Waddle last night, and no, I didn't see Belichick that. trying to say he was going for the ball. I'm like, Man. get out of here. Also, the guy from uh, the 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 tight end for the Commanders yesterday took a mm, nasty hit. Yeah, yeah, that one that was game. bad. Now too. he he actually, I mean, he went to the concussion protocol. He didn't finish the game, but he did leave the field under his own power. Yeah. Uh, Waddle got carted off, didn't he? No, huh? no. Did he, he walk? He, he did got he walk up off? and celebrated with, with the oh, guys. Oh, I and... thought I saw something where he got carted off. No, nah, but... he got up and then then they came back later and said, "Nope, you're the spotters called." Yeah, 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 you're you not can't, you yeah. Can't, yeah. No more playing for you. So, it was an interesting weekend. <laughs> this weekend. Uh, my wife and I are renovating a small powder room and you just wouldn't, you would think small powder room, not that big a deal, <laughs> pain in the ass. But of on top of that, uh, one day last, actually, I guess it was, it's been a couple of weeks now. We put something in the microwave <laughs> and turn it on and like, oh, that does not sound good. Mm. now it doesn't smell good yeah that's we mm. should uh so we so we had to go buy a new over the range microwave and so we went down to brand scarf which is our you know normal appliance place to go and you went to where bray and scarf what in the world is that brand scarf is uh it's an appliance store um i'm not a big fan i've of never the, heard of the big box stores I like the little, you know, the sort of the, and these guys mm -hmm. are really good. Their stuff, they're not the cheapest place, um, but they give excellent service and they do not, they're not really salesmen. You know, they don't really try to upsell you or anything. You walk in, you tell them what's up, you know, and they're like, well, here, we got this, we got this, and we got this, you know, and, and they'll tell you about the things and let you make your own your own choices. So that's, we went, that's a good way to go about it. Yeah. So we went and looked at these, at some microwaves and because everything else is KitchenAid, we're like, all right, fine. We're going to get a KitchenAid and, and, uh, so that it all matches and the handle, you know, all that kind of stuff. KitchenAid has this new one, this new, uh, over the range microwave that's cabinet depth. So most, most of these stick out way beyond the cabinets, right? Mm -hmm. um, this one is flush with the cabinets. Looks really nice. And fills in the hole perfect in the cabinets and everything. I'm like, oh, that's pretty nice. And that was the one they could get. The other one they couldn't get. They couldn't. It could have been eight weeks or so till we actually got it. So that's the one we picked. And so I come home and I look at it and I'm like, you know, I wonder how that mounts. <laughs> <laughs> Questions you're supposed to ask before you pay for the item. Yeah, you know, and you don't, I, you didn't really think, I didn't really think about it too much when it was in the store looking at it. I'm like, that's really nice. That's cool. You know, and it's, it's, it definitely got the cool factor going. 
And so what I realized was, is when you mount these microwaves, they've got a little tray on the bottom that the bottom fits into, and then you push it up and it bolts into the cabinet from the top. That tray is on the bottom of the microwave, which happens to be below our backsplash. Ooh. Which is marble. You've seen these little strip marble and glass yeah. strip. You got that fancy. You got that fancy shit. Yep, that's what's in there. So <laughs> I spent Ooh. most of Saturday with a oscillating tool, grinding out the grout and chipping out two and a half rows of this. Oh. <laughs> Backsplash. Uh, um, t- it was loud. It was dusty and dirty and horrendous and just not pleasant at all. Hey man, you should have called me. I could have come over with my oscillating tool and we could have uh, we could have tag teamed it. The um, so uh, the the suggestion that I got to use an oscillating tool was perfect. Yep, went and got went out and got the right blade for it. It ate up the stuff but man chipping that stuff out was horrendous and then of course the tiles are glass part of them are glass and they're breaking there's little shards of glass everywhere and it was not you got to keep you got to keep the cats out of it yeah it was not fun well they the oscillating tool did that they did not like they didn't want any parts of that sound not at all so um yeah after uh probably a good three four hours of that which wasn't fun. Uh, we finally got the uh, the microwave installed, put in, and it looks great. Oh my god, it's gorgeous! It's really, really nice. <laughs> hey, if you're gonna do all that work, you might it as was, well like what you get. It was worth it. It's re- it's really nice. It was a serious pain. Yeah. If anybody out there decides they want to tear out backsplash, don't. Call somebody. <laughs> Call somebody to do it. <laughs> you know, don't do that, that. That made me think about. I recalled our tub last year, and I thought I did a pretty good job. But I think now, as it has settled, that I did not do a good job. Recalling the tub. Call, yeah, I'm just going to call somebody else to go to come do it. You know, the the trick to that is to put water in it. Put water in what? Uh, fill up the tub about halfway with water so that it, so that it, got oh, that weight it settles, in it so that it's like settled. No, I, you know, honestly, I think the issue we have is I think the tub was kind of wonkily installed, and I need something, I need some sort of spacer, but like to go into the crevice against the wall so that the caulk comes out the appropriate amount it's like there's too much space there's too much space in between it or behind it yeah yeah so i've read that that can be an issue i'm i'm just oh absolutely yeah i'm not gonna fool with it i'm gonna call somebody (laughs) and just yo y'all come do it i've tried it once it didn't work now it's time to call the professional you know it's funny over 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 the years home ownership you you get to the point where you're like, that's too much damn money. I'm going to try and do this myself. Yeah. It's not too much money, people. <laughs> Don't no, it's do not. It listen, yourself. listen, there are some things that like, hey, you can do yourself. 
And then there are other things where you say, eh, I'm better off paying somebody. Yeah, else. like this weekend, I'm going to tile this floor. This is going to be. Oh, yeah. See, no, I wouldn't be fooling with that. And tile the floor. I, I, I would not. Listen, I had, <laughs> I had a friend of mine who decided he was going to put in his own wood wood flooring. Mm-mm. Yeah, don't do that. Um, and it's not not like it, you know, it's not like real wood, but it's like the little planks. You know what I mean? The locked together planks. I've done pergo. You, yeah, you don't want any parts of that. <laughs> what What he didn't realize was that you were supposed to st- you're supposed to stagger the planks. Yeah, they can't be. Yeah. So that's not what he did. <laughs> and so he takes a picture of it and he sends it to his father in law. Be like, hey, look what I did. And his father in law's like. You got to pull all that up. You didn't do it right. He was mm-hmm. like, "What are you talking about?" He's like, "You got to stagger it." He was like, "Go look at you know, mm-hmm. go look at any other floor." You'd be like, "Oh, yeah, you got to stagger it." Yeah. yeah, I don't want that. I I don't I don't want that for my life. We so uh, we paid somebody to do that in the office, and we had it yeah done. yeah. My one of my other good friends when he bought his new house, he had that issue, and then you know, like some of the some of the. Some of the planks and stuff didn't break, and he broke, and he's gonna have to go back and redo it. Mm-hmm. Like, nope, I'm just gonna pay somebody else to. Yeah, do I it. remember I did this pergo in a different house, and and it had a pattern to it, and I had to match the freaking pattern Ew. all through. Oh my god, what a pain in the! Wow, yeah, there there were there was a lot of cursing and mm. and, and and choice I bet. choice words in that that project. And I should I know better. I should, I, I should know better. But the problem is, it's so freaking expensive. Everything, everything you get done for your house is is expensive. Yeah. And they know they got you because you don't want to fool around and do it. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Next, we're gonna, next is hardwood. We're gonna put hardwood in upstairs here. Hey man, good on you. Well, I'm not Good putting in hardwood. You. Somebody's putting in hardwood. Somebody else is going to put it on. He's like, he's like, we're going to get hardwood, but I am not going to be the person that puts in the hardwood. That is very Shout funny. out to uh, uh, Southern Tier. The Warlock. This is this is awesome. This is amazing beer. Imperial Pumpkin Stout. Nice, nice. Did you order yourself a new iPhone? I did not order a new iPhone. I yeah. Have you seen that? I did. I I am considering getting myself the new Ultra. I don't know. The new one didn't really have anything more no, there's, exciting I mean, than there's the one nothing I have, really so. to. There's nothing really to make you upgrade. Upgrade from. But this for one. those, but for those of us, I've only had it a couple months anyways. Because yeah, mine was pretty old. Mine was yeah. I've got a three, seven. Yeah, mine was three generations ago. It was yeah. That's how my phone is. I have a twelve, and I'm like, eh, it's probably 12. yeah. That's what I have. I have a, I have the twelve max. So my battery is uh, is going up on me. And I have a DJS games sticker in my phone. Oh, look at that! I like that. That's fancy. It's just a clear, clear case. With the, the sticker and the inside. <laughs> it looks right. fancy, even if it's not fully fancy. It looks fancy. Yeah, you know. You, you do what you can. <laughs> All right, let's 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 jump into this here. Um, 
So, oh my God, people. Uh, who is the most hated company of, in all of gaming? Activision Ubisoft. Blizzard? No. It's not Riot not Games. Ubisoft? It's not Riot Games either. And even though EA is notorious for its microtransaction nonsense and recent layoffs of Bioware, it's not them either. You could argue that Konami, Apple, and Ubisoft all have a good reason to receive plenty of hate from gamers too. But despite the reputation of those companies, the most reviled company in the game landscape right now is Unity. I've never heard of them. So Unity builds the engine. They're like uh, Unreal. Uh, a lot of okay. a lot of games use Unreal. A lot of mm -hmm. games use Unity. A lot of um, a lot of uh, indie games use Unity because it's easier to work in. Um, they announced this a couple weeks ago that they were going to charge twenty cents for every install of Unity. Charge who twenty cents? The game, the developers. So every time somebody was going to install a game that used Unity, they were going to charge the developer twenty cents. Man, that developers are going to stop using them. Is well, yeah. So that was the outcry. Everybody screamed that that you can't do. So, for example, if an indie company sold. 100,000 games at a dollar each. That's $20,000 that they have to give up of money that they probably can't afford to anyways, right? Yeah. So... Listen, listen it sucks. I, I hate to see it, but it's also one of those decisions where you look at it and you say, well they're going to find out that people aren't going to use their product. Because there is a licensing fee to use Unity. So they want the licensing fee plus and, the 20 cents. Yes, and the 20 cents. Yes. Yeah, so Unity came, Unity came back and said, okay, yep, we sh probably shouldn't have done that. That's, <laughs> that's not good. We're going to change that. And... It wasn't for the better. <laughs> oh, they they doubled that. They they backtracked. No, it yeah, went so worse. They, they they made it worse, and they said they're going to make it four percent of a game's revenue. Four percent. That's ridiculous. I hope nobody ever uses their. That's software ridiculous. So the big one that was complaining was this company called um uh what the hell's the name of the company lizard factory uh they did a, a game called uh organizer and it was a charity game and all the proceeds for it went to planned parenthood uh, and they were like so apparently there's a a uh, an exemption for not-for-profits. You know, Planned Parenthood is a not-for-profit entity. Unity mm -hmm. came back and said, "Nope, they're, we don't we don't consider them a nonprofit. You have to pay the money." What? <laughs> I'm like, 
you know, after what you just did and you caught crap for it, now you're going to do this. So, uh, yeah, the, I'll, the links, the link to this is in the, will be in the show notes. You should read this thing that they put out. I, there, there are a lot of bad words in it. Nick called. There's a lot of name bet. calling in it, but the, I bet. this is from the people that make organizer. Uh, what did I just say their name was? I, I never. To be honest with you, I've never heard Lizard Factory. Um, I've seen this game in Steam, but I, I never really. Uh, That's looked nuts. into it. Anything. So yeah, so jeez, guys, come on! I I don't understand. Game companies are so they're stupid and greedy. And, well, they're greedy. Some they let the bean counters start uh, start dealing with stuff, and and then it just screws everything. So yeah, that was unit unity is, it, and it was <laughs> they um. And the thing is, their engine's great. The engine's really nice. It's easy to work with. That's why indie developers use it. Because Unreal's a little... Unreal is like Java. The great thing about Java is that it's highly configurable and there are 10 ways to do anything you want to do. The terrible thing about Java is that it's highly configurable and there are 10 ways to do anything you want to do. It's, it's just, you know. <laughs> the plus is also a minus. Absolutely. And that's the thing about uh, Unreal. Unreal's can do some amazing things. We, we've all seen the demos of 4K Unreal landscapes and stuff. But uh, yeah, Unity is a lot easier to work with. And nobody's going to work with it. Terrible. Nobody's going to use it. I multiple companies said we won't do it. We'll just stop using it. All right. And so uh, on to the next issue. You might you might not think that the current SAG after a strike wouldn't affect the video game industry, but that doesn't take in take in the big picture. See, a lot of those voice actors that bring the characters to life are members of the Actors Guild. Video games have been exempt from this so far, but if they vote to strike in solidarity, what would that mean for the video game industry? Yeah, that could be tough. Could be really I mean, tough. That I mean, that'll basically, I think, put the push the industry back a year. So most games that are releasing this year are probably done. Yeah, probably. Um, but other than redos and that kind of thing, but you probably could get around that if you had to, right? The games that are gonna get hammered though are the ones that are coming out early next year, because those games probably are right in the middle of being ready to do voice work for. Because that's you know, usually one of the last things you do. I don't know that I would see the entire voice actors union going, but I could see them choosing not to work for studios 
that are attached to the motion, not mm. the, the motion picture studios. So like Warner Brother Games, WB Games. Um, I don't know if Disney owns a studio, but you might see some actors who refuse to work on Disney licensed products, projects. I hadn't thought about that, but that's true too. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, and, and, and the reason I think that is that even in like, even in the Screen Actors Guild strike, there are apparently some studios like, forget what studio, like some of the smaller studios have their own independent deals because they're too small to be covered by the larger entity. Right. I think A24 is like that. Mm -hmm. They have their own deal with sag after which means their projects have not been put on hold because their people are free to work for them so that could be interesting we'll also see things i think if that happens where maybe some indie games start getting a better look because i'm going to assume that the indie games will be they'll be too small that people probably won't strike from them for the voice actors maybe we could also get some of these some old school games where there's no voice acting just dialogue on the screen yeah yeah i wouldn't be the first time right mm -hmm. um yeah you know and actually just sitting here thinking about this it's it's also like um uh motion capture yeah i hadn't thought about that but you know well, are the mo thing. are the motion capture people covered under the voice actors? Because no, they're not they're using actors. their voice. No, but they are actors. Are they, they covered under the regular guild? Yeah, they're in the actors guild. Yeah, I always wondered about that if stuntmen were a part of the regular actors guild or if they had their own union. I I always thought they were a part of the not SAG the other one. The after group. Yeah, I don't know. I can I can absolutely believe that they would not cross the picket lines though. There are a lot of people that just won't, even though their group specifically they are a part of the guild. Yeah. Um some games that this might might uh impact. Alone in the Dark, um, Prince of Persia, Tekken 8. These are all games. Homeworld 3, uh, Suicide Squad, Tomb Raider, uh, Final Fantasy 7. Um, these are all games that are coming out early next year that are... or first part of next year that are they're probably right in that prime time right now to be doing voice work or and even some of the ones coming out later they're probably still in you know motion capture although those are probably years a year out or more uh teenage mutant ninja turtles game oh yeah the um star wars game Lord of the Rings. I don't think Wolf Among Us does. Those don't have any dialogue, do they? They're all text. 
Telltale games. Man, they still use voice actors. Do they though. use voice actors? I don't remember. I couldn't remember. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's a lot of great Hades too. Hades is a great game. Hades is so much fun. Uh <laughs> I never did play that. That whole like dying and going back continuously didn't yeah. um didn't strike my fancy. So yeah, that for anything that's like right now, like the I, TV is the same way, right? Anything that's happening that is scheduled for right now probably isn't being affected because that stuff's already done. It's already shot. It's already, it's just being finalized. Like I know Loki is still coming out. Um, mm, yeah. Ahsoka was already done. So it's still, it's releasing the episodes. Uh, Wheel of Time was, was already done. Um, but other things like, I don't know, the Mandalorian. I've just started watching the new, um, Wheel of Time. I haven't started the new season yet. I watched the first season. I I haven't started the new one. We got too many things to watch. (laughs) So we're, we're, we're doing Ahsoka now and... And honestly, I should probably go back and rewatch the first season. But yeah, I, we're we're doing we, uh, we're doing that and and Good Omens, and then we're gonna go once all of Wheel of Time is out, we'll go watch it all at once. That's fair. Try to get that. Okay, along those along the lines of people just can't keep their people don't learn. When <laughs> when will politicians learn? Haven't we had enough studies by now that prove that video games are not detrimental to youth development? Uh, well, someone should tell that to the French president Macron because he spit out one of those ignorant statements earlier this year and had to backtrack this week. If you hadn't heard, uh, there were riots in France earlier this year and Macron blamed them on the... <laughs> on the youth playing video games and just i i think we we actually talked about this when he made it but uh can't fix stupid i you know i i don't know how many times people have to be anyways this week he came out and backtracked that and said it that video games are an integral part of france's um uh young people's lives so it just you know i threw this one in here just so we could you know point out that video games are not detrimental as a matter of fact studies have proven that they're beneficial to youth they help with your cognitive you know abilities they help with your hand-eye coordination it's just on and on and on and on they help with people like easy targets yeah so people stop like doing this, people. Like stop. 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 All right. People like easy targets. They shouldn't, but they do. They do. All right. Yep. Uh, you would think he would have learned, but apparently not. Oh, you know the French though. They they like a they like a good riot. <laughs> That's just true. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, The Microsoft Activision Blizzard merger is the gift that just keeps on giving. 
two little tidbits yes. that have come out of court documents are that the next Xbox console release date and a AAA title won't be shared that won't be shared with PlayStation. Although neither of these things is happening anytime soon, let's look at how this could impact video games. All right, so so the two sides have to file a bunch of paperwork in in court documents. Those documents uh-huh. are open to the public. That's Yep. That's the way that's it works. That's how that works. So, two things that were garnered from this were uh Microsoft is aiming to release their next Xbox by 2028. <laughs> it's Four years from now. Almost five. Yeah. And that it's, sounds about right. It's four years old, right? So nine. Four, no, it's not four years old yet. It came out during COVID. So it can't be four years old yet. Three? Three, maybe. All right. So uh, seven to ten years? Yeah, that sounds about that right. Sounds about right. Yeah, so I don't think that's uh, um, that's too out of hand. Um, I I find it interesting that they're actually planning the next release of hardware. I mean, yes, I understand that this has to be planned in advance, and they're you know working on whatever the next generation thing is, but. I'm a little surprised that they have, I guess, I, yeah, I guess they would have a, a roadmap for that. Well, yeah, I'm sure there's a roadmap and roadmap. And what I think is the important detail that we don't know is like, what is, what, what's, what is their definition of the next console? I mean, because it really could just be a dummy box that, attaches to cloud gaming you know what i mean like yes now one of the one of the things they talked about in this article was there are things in there that about the console being upgradable which would be great please do xbox if you're listening please do this let me put more memory in it let me mm-hmm. put more storage in it easily without, you know. <laughs> yeah, because I'm quite irked that my uh, my PlayStation brethren are allowed to do that. Yes. And yet I can't. Can't you get an external? You can get an external, but I can't upgrade anything inside. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, you can you can. And upgrade... it's, it's got to be a, propri- propri- a proprietary. Can't you upgrade the drive itself? I don't believe so. No. I don't think that's user serviceable. Oh, here. If it is, I've learned something new. It was November of 2020, so it's almost exactly three years old. Uh, Yeah, so they're talking about the fall of 2028, so that would make it eight years long. Um, Well, that's about right. Um, Yeah. Um, he did know, he did mention though that this is not a priority for Microsoft, <laughs> which I believe wholeheartedly. I I, yeah. I absolutely believe that because we're going to talk about this in a little while in a in a bit here, 
but I I think this is going to be a thin client. It almost has to be. Yeah, I do too. Wholeheartedly agree. I I think they'll they'll concentrate on if you want a because remember Xbox is they're essentially PC based, right? There, this is going to be if you want a, a local, you know, local uh, experience, buy a PC. And I and I I absolutely think that their next one will be a thin client. Uh, the other one was that uh, there is a title not coming to PlayStation. They I are, don't think that should surprise anybody. I, this should not surprise anybody at all. Um, and I just brain farted on what it was. <laughs> uh, Elder Scrolls. So... Uh, one of the largest franchises for for them is Elder Scrolls. It, um, I mean, this has been around forever. Elder Scrolls Six is not coming anytime soon. Um, I believe it is twenty twenty six is scheduled release, and then if you do normal normal development stuff that usually gets pushed out at least a year, if not two. So you're still talking about three or four years before we ever, ever see that, but it will not be coming to PlayStation. That doesn't surprise at me. all. If, if it wasn't in the agreement prior, I don't expect Microsoft to, to share anything uh, that's, that they don't have to. So it makes me wonder or that doesn't make fiscal sense for them. So how many other Microsoft titles are, are they just going to dangle? Okay. Anything came with Activision Blizzard. Yep. That can go multi-platform. Anything Maybe. that's ours. Yeah. We're not doing it. I can see them do that. Yeah. Me too. Absolutely. Don't blame. I mean, listen, they spent a ton of money. Like you got to make that work for you. Got to make it work. You got to make that money back somehow, right? You can't, um, yeah. you can't just spend it and not make it back eventually. So that sort of leads us into the next story. According to former PlayStation boss Sean Layden, non-endemic companies like Netflix or Google are one of the biggest threats to the video game business today. Listing his top three concerns for the industry in the years ahead, he claimed that consolidation can be the can be an enemy of creativity and that rising costs in gaming are an, an existential threat to all of us. He then referred to non-endemic companies like Netflix, Google, Apple, and Amazon as barbarians at the gate. Uh, let's take a look at whether we think these companies represent a threat to Man, video barbarians game at the gate? Barbarians at the strong. gate. That is some That's strong, strong terms there. Yeah. And he ain't wrong. I, I, this is one where I agree with him. And what's going to happen is somebody, whether it's somebody is going to make an agreement with the TV manufacturers to embed this software in their TVs so that you take your TV home, you plug it in, you grab your controller and you play your games. 
Didn't Xbox already do that with with Samsung or LG? I think Google did it, right? Google is it Samsung? I yeah, know maybe. we. I know. We had I know. Microsoft story. did we, it. We talked about it. Uh huh. But yeah, somebody is going to do this across vendors, across television vendors, hardware vendors. And you're well, you know, to... Sony will probably only put it on Sony TVs. Yes, this so. There are a lot of good TV brands out there. Sony Bravias are like, they are some of the best TVs made. Period. They're mm-hmm. beautiful pictures. If you want a reliable TV, go buy yourself a Sony Bravia because it will last forever. <laughs> um, I, I had. 30-inch console Sony TV that worked for 30 years. It was... I... I actually gave it away <laughs> because it still worked after... after all those years. It, it just was, was it an XBR? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Heavy. Those were some heavy mm-hmm. speakers. Yeah, and it had the, stereo, the speakers on the side and the... Yeah, and the big big console yeah it was it was gorgeous it was really and for its time it's a beautiful picture i mean it's still crt but still really really nice um yeah sony bravia sitting downstairs um it's really really nice i'll probably end up giving that away if i ever upgrade to an oled mm. god we're in me and so i get new glasses um and we went to Costco to pick out new glasses. And oh my God, the TVs nowadays are just <laughs> wow. Go ahead and get you one of those 85-inch uh, TVs. Oh, I, don't, I don't have room for an 85. The biggest TV that I can put in that spot, in the TV spot, is a 65. I could it- squeeze a 70 in there if I had to. But there aren't many of those 70-inch TVs around. Um, but good Lord, that LG OLED TV. Wow. C2? Yeah. Wow. I keep looking at that C2. I'm, I'm thinking well, I, maybe actually, I think Black this was Friday. A C3. It was. Oh, I didn't know there was a C3. Yet. Yeah. Oh my God. It was beautiful. Oh, wow. It was that <laughs> I guess I realized it's a demo streaming and you'd never get that on real TV, but Wow. Just, I mean, you might. Wow. Um. So, he's not wrong. Uh, so back back to the back to the uh, He's not wrong. Netflix. Somebody is going to break, break into this. In, in into this this relationship with the hardware manufacturers, and it's going to be. Plug it in, pick up controller, play your games, because it's all gonna be running in the cloud. Um, that and 5G, the it's really inexpensive, relatively, to put up a 5G tower as opposed to running running hardwire to people's houses. That's gonna be the revolution. Wireless internet. Is going to be the revolution. 
and you're yep. gonna be able to log in wherever you want wherever you go pick up your controller and play it on the tv wouldn't it be cool so so think about that you go go to a you're out in travel right mm-hmm. or playing the division seven <laughs> right we we're sitting in a hotel room after the day we pick up a controller that's sitting there we log in and we play our we pick up our game right where we were would be nice it doesn't get any better than that but he ain't wrong and yeah I don't know about Google I think they're I don't think they'll do anything. Apple, maybe. Um, I, I think Netflix and Amazon are probably the two companies that are the most likely to break into that. Yeah. And I think Microsoft would be a player in it for sure. And Microsoft might, Microsoft absolutely has the, the financial clout to do it. I mean, they bought the biggest <laughs> software company in the world uh the most well i don't know if they're the biggest but they're definitely the most uh um well done yeah well they're they're you know the most uh worth the most money yeah um Although I, I'll sort of agree with him on another point too. Um, consolidation can be the enemy of creativity. And yeah. we've already seen that, right? We, we've actually, I think we've talked about this before, um, that one thing that the mergers will do is we're seeing a lot of, of sequels to games because the games cost so much money to make the companies are reluctant to try something new they know that yeah, this works they know this works and and i'm going to talk about this a little bit in my game review um for starfield but they know they know what works and they they use it again Any final thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I think consolidation can be okay in in, in certain circumstances. I mean, on one hand, it gives you more resources, right? Yeah. And on the other you know, hand, it can... Maybe you hate to see an indie game studio get bought out by, you know, big corporation what's not going to... They're, and they're not going to let them do what it is that makes them them. Uh, but you look, I mean, I think you look at something like Activision Blizzard getting acquired by Microsoft. I think that might be better for gaming. It might be. It'd definitely give them more reach, right? If they can put those on Xbox, uh, Game Pass. Um, might give them a little bit more reach, give them some more... Uh, um, some more tools because all of Blizzard's now Microsoft has said, we're going to leave Activision Blizzard alone. We're not going to, <laughs> you know, but 
they're going to have the pool of people from Microsoft to, you know, to they draw say from. they're going to leave them alone. I don't but believe they won't. that. They won't. We, we, and they we, shouldn't. We all know how that goes, right? We've all been in acquisitions and, and seen it happen. Yeah, you're going to run as your own little entity. Don't don't worry about it. And five years later, it's, you know, they're closing down the studio. So <laughs> I don't think they'll close down Blizzard, but. Yeah, no, I don't think that'll happen. But we can see there, there will definitely be influences. But I think on the good side, it'll give them more assets to use to develop to develop their games because all of stuff for blizzard is developed in-house they don't use an engine they don't use anything like that that's all homegrown stuff which has its good points and its bad points that's why yeah. the engine for blizzard is you know 10 years old Alrighty, uh, that was all the stories we had for today. Um, that was enough. Uh, I'm going to do a video game review. And I put this off the last time, but I'm going to do it this time. And this is about Starfield. So I definitely had a chance to play this quite a bit. And as a person that loved fallout i love starfield but it is basically a bethesda game take fallout put it in space and you have starfield and i think that's okay and that's okay i will say i for what i've the couple of hours that i have played of starfield i did enjoy more than i enjoyed fallout it's I actually like the story better. It's not mm -hmm. zombies, right? It's human alien it it's you know human nature. Uh there are bandits, there are pirates, there are you know uh consortiums, there are you know groups and and slums to roll through and stuff like that. It's what outer, if outer space ever gets, you know, if we ever actually get to that point where there's, you know, interplanetary travel, this is what it'll be like. We know human beings, right? This is what it'll be like. It's, um, now, I will tell you one thing I don't like. The flying mechanism is weird. And it's not so much the controls. It's that I can never really, I'd never really seen to feel like I'm moving. There's, there's definitely like, you're not really near things a lot to get a sense of movement. I, yeah, I, I, I know what you mean. Like when I was in my first, like they do give you that demo, mm -hmm. uh, like, uh, fighter, mm -hmm. uh, tutorial. Like, I could never tell, like, if I was getting any closer to what I was looking for. That was a little frustrating. Yeah. I, I there are definitely things that could be cleaned up. Um, 
mods are absolutely out for this game already. Uh, one of the very first mods I ever do in any Bethesda game is I turn off the weight of things. The who? Weight. I always put in a mod that everything weighs nothing because you can pick up everything. Wow. You can pick up everything. You can go into one room and be encumbered. It's a pain in the ass. It's just mm. dumb. Um, so, yeah, that's actually, that's a, that's like one of the very first mods I went looking for was, you know, everything weighs nothing. Which makes it, which is sort of cheating, but not really. I mean, it's just, you know, <laughs> they make it moddable so that you can mod it. <laughs> but... If you like Bethesda games and you like being able to pick up everything and sell it all, and it's a good story. The story, I would say, I agree with you. The story is better than the one in Fallout. Um, space versus post-apocalyptic. Um, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. I'm about 30 hours in. Oh, you have played way more than I have. I've played quite a bit. Um, what I, one of the things I really like is, like Fallout, you don't have to do the main storyline. I'm doing like a whole bunch of clear the pirates out of the uh, out of the outpost missions. Okay. I'm like going yeah. to the I'm like going to the bounty board and the mission board. And looking uh -huh. for the ones that are like clear out the pirates from this this thing. I did one the other day that was like uh, go uh, uh, go scan one of the planets. That was really cool. It was really neat. And you just got to run around the planet and try to find different fauna and different animals and stuff. And then scan them. And then go back to the person that was looking for that information. Uh, I really enjoyed that. It was really, it, you don't have to go out and go fighting or anything like that. Uh, the story itself about the artifacts is really good. Um, we have all the, all the normal stuff from Fallout, except it's in space. It's really, really good. I'm really happy with it. Um, good job, Bethesda. I personally didn't have any problems with the launch. Like other people did. Um, I know there were some people that had uh, glitches in the game and stuff. I just didn't have them. Well, that's good. So, um, so yeah, that was Starfield. Uh, typical Bethesda. Uh, I would say eight to ten. Good job. Nice. Ari. Uh, any final thoughts? You you were playing a little bit, weren't you? Yeah, I've gotten three or four hours in. I'm enjoying it. Um, I, <laughs> I was making the push to Infinite in Marvel Snap and got there. And so now I guess I can go back and play some, some other games because I've kind of gotten as high up in a season as you can get. And now I've got a couple of weeks before the next season starts. So Yeah, World of Warcraft is in a in a bit of a lull right now. So yeah, I've got some time to play other games, which is good. Cause once a new season starts there, you're just like, 
head down trying to grab gear. So, all right, folks. Well, that's it. Thank you for listening. Uh, if you'd like to reach out and contribute to the show in any way, email us at joystickandmouse at gmail.com. And you can head on over to uh, joystickandmouse.com to find out all our uh, contact information. Um, be sure to subscribe while you're there and leave us a five-star rating on iTunes if you enjoyed the show. So until next time, Tim. Take it easy. All right, folks. We'll see you later now. Bye. If you like this show, check out more great content at incastmedianetwork.com. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>